0: welcome to doug and joe talk i am doug and i'm joe back from the abyss you say that all the time well Well, i missed last week i think you did and then i missed a few weeks before that so i'm back again
1: quit quit, quit missing (laughs) it's doug and question (laughs) mark yeah sometimes (laughs) it is sometimes it is so um well uh Exclusive.
0: See, makes every time exclusive. It, it does. It, it soaks. Oh, Joe's finally here. We mm-hmm. got to listen to this one. I know our okay. listeners do look forward to me a lot. They get disappointed when I'm not on the show. I know our listener appreciates. With we- <laughs> I talked to our listener just this morning. He's in Rome.
1: <coughs> oh yeah, that's right. I Which forgot. he'll
0: probably still get this, even in Rome. So
1: hey, what's up, listener? It does work that way with the worldwide internet, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the internet's amazing. Wow, he'll get the podcast. That's that's weird. We have a listener in Rome. Yeah, (laughs) cool. Um, Well, I should uh, start with the cigar, as always, to get us off and rolling. Um, So here it is. It is the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Presidente, which is the description of the size. And of course, we chose that because the State of the Union was last night. So this isn't actually what we planned to smoke, but anyway, it's about a double Corona size, six and a half by fifty. Here's the information. It's named in honor of its legendary creator and Fuente family patriarch, Don Carlos Fuente Sr. These cigars are one of the world's finest smokes to create this masterpiece. Fuente blended together rare vintage tobaccos that were hand-selected and aged as much as 10 years. These cigars are rich and flavorful because of select tobacco required. Uh, These cigars are released in limited quantities and are among the finest cigars rolled at the um, Tabacalera. Fuente in the Dominican Republic <clears throat> um, the last is about the flavors we won't read it we won't we won't do that until the end and we may come back to it and tell you what you're supposed to taste but for now we're uh, I don't know five10 minutes into it <clears throat> yeah probably so um, so what do you Tell us what you're getting, Joe. Well, okay, it's
0: been a week or two since I've had a cigar, so that might have something to do with this. But as soon as I lit this thing, the very first puff on it was so sweet. I, uh, it was right on the tip of your tongue sweet, too. I was kind of commenting before that that uh, a lot of times the sweetness comes. It's like subtle, like chocolate or whatever. But, but uh, this was like a sugar cane, kind of like right up front sweet. And it was a little bit elusive, but I can still taste it. And so I think this is... I don't know. I've been, I was impressed with it
1: right when I first lit it. So. Well, okay. I, um, I remember the last time Joe and I tried this, I'm going to guess it was six months ago. We've had this cigar before and we wanted to retry it again because I had a really tight draw and I wasn't getting any sweet. I was getting a lot of coffee and Joe was getting more sweet. I'm like, I got to try it again just because I, I trust Joe's palate and he started off sweet. When I started off, I didn't get the sweet. I was getting kind of a, kind of a coffee, kind of a, Dark earth, um, some light woodiness, and as I as I kept going, I think I started to get some of the sweet. I was retrohaling a little, and it was coming up in the back of my throat. Um, so we're we're gonna keep going. It's it's you know we're we're not very far into it. We'll we'll give you more at the first update, but uh, it's it's off to a good start, and uh, without a doubt, we don't have to tell you. This is uh, this is a good cigar. Everything on the internet you read, people love this cigar. In fact, I think this might be one that uh, Rush Limbaugh likes too, if I really? remember, really? if I
0: remember right. Well, and if so. I could just before we move on, I, I want to give a little bit of cigar commentary. I was just thinking as you were talking that I wouldn't consider myself necessarily an expert in cigars, but you and I have been cigaring, cigaring reviews. We've been cigaring reviews on this podcast for like a year and a half or so. Uh, so it gives me a little bit of a voice, I suppose, maybe. But I think that it's important to note for our listeners, anybody that's getting interested in cigars, is that you can really alter your palate, or or basically there are things that are going to alter the way that you taste a cigar. For instance, I am sipping on a cup of coffee, uh, yeah. which, which I'm already drinking bitter, and then I, I like the cigar, it's going to taste yeah. sweeter. But I think you just got done having some breakfast or a snack or something, so you may have already had sweet on your mouth, which is going to kind of... Make you not probably pick up on some of that sweetness. So you can change your palate the way a cigar is going to come across by whatever you've been eating or drinking or or
1: whatever. A- absolutely, blueberry yogurt. In fact, when I when I got out here to the garage, I took a big swig of water and kind of swished it around just to kind of try to clear my palate out of some of the sweet because I didn't want didn't want that to change what I was tasting in the cigar. And so, uh, but yeah, yeah, good uh, good point there, Joe. So. Uh, <clears throat> Well, I think I think we're obligated, which it's our podcast we're really never obligated, but we can do whatever we want. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm in blackface. Did I tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh-huh. No. I'm kidding. I'm wearing all white. Yeah. Suffrage white. Nice put. <laughs> no, no we're
0: that's not,
1: No, I'm not that's, wearing That's it. not true at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh but I they wouldn't know if it was because we're an audio program, but it's um, not fun. you're not supposed to joke about that. Even yeah, we're not supposed. I to joke suppose, about that. yeah, um, but I, I'm not that sensitive. No, so. I we might talk about it more because I I, mm-hmm. I don't know why some of the stuff is offensive or why it should be, but that, that's <sighs> for later. Yeah, we'll the, get the that. obligatory we'll get thing that. we have to talk about right up front: we're smoking the presidente size of this cigar after all it is the state of the union. Okay, so. Before we go into what was the State of the Union last night, could we just take a small turn and say, is the State of the Union necessary? Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Should Should it even be done? Well,
0: I think it's probably a good idea. I don't like... I think it's a, it's always a good idea for the president to speak directly to the American people. I think that's always a good idea. Here's why. Because... <coughs> The pres there are- the president has one voice, and there are a thousand different voices trying to destroy him. Influence peddlers, influencers, I guess they like to call themselves. They're trying to destroy him. It's really, really, really important to hear it straight from the person's mouth. Like if that that works relationally too. If I hear that somebody has a problem with me, or if I hear there's a problem with a person, it's way better to go to that person and talk about it rather than to just triangulate and get your... I hear you had a problem with me, buddy! <laughs> try to get your information from yeah. somebody else. This yeah. third party is always a bad idea. So, it's always important to hear directly from from the person himself, which in this case is the president. Now, in this day and age, we've got we've got Twitter, which is kind of good, but it's kind of bad because you're always going to be limited and you give a little chunk of text. It's way easier always to take it out of, out of context and things like that. So, in that case, I think it is good sometimes to give the president a couple hours to, like, hey, why don't you really, like, conclusively, exhaustively lay out your position or your ideas about certain thing? I think that's a good thing. But, unfortunately, just I, – I watched, like, 30 or 40 minutes last night. I didn't see the – much of it, and I think the whole time he was pretty much talking about the wall and immigration and things. But I don't like what kind of a circus that it's turned into with the clapping and everything. I'd, 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 I'd rather it was just, you give the speech, we're going to sit down and be polite, and then we'll f- give our feedback after. I, I don't like the whole and this person's here, stand up and recognize them, and then half the, half the people clap, and half of them have scowls on their face. You know, I, to me that's like, hey, we want some attention too, as if we don't already get enough. So I think it's a good thing because we hear from the per, the president himself. But I think I, the, they, ah, there's too much around it that just bugs bugs me to know it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like I I, I didn't anticipate this. It sounds like we're in just about complete agreement. Um, in fact, I would like the president maybe quarterly at a at a minimum yeah. to address us. But. He doesn't need 500,000 people around him clapping and making it an hour message when you yeah. could cut out the clapping and it would I, be 20 minutes. I know? would
0: tune in. I would tune <laughs> in. And
1: I would encourage my friends to tune in if he did a weekly 45-minute speech.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really would. I think that would yeah. be awesome because you, then you're getting feedback in real time instead of waiting, you know, for these rare occasions when we can actually hear him talk without being interrupted by some joker. Yeah,
1: yep, and I, I, I'm not sure that monthly, like you said you said weekly, I'd, I'd probably listen weekly, i definitely listen monthly, and I, I don't know how much, you know, but, but anyway, the, the pomp and circumstance is a thing that just isn't... Drives me nuts. Yeah, drives me nuts too, and I think it would even be okay for him speaking to say, well, here's a story about Frank, and he was this guy here, and this happened to him. It does seem a little weird to create, par, p- create, parade... The, yeah. the people around. It's cheap, man. It's it, cheap. A little bit. Um, you know, I... Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're pretty much on the same thing. But the State of the Union itself, I don't think historically was supposed to be that. It was like a letter written to Congress or something to that effect. I just, I don't... So, if you're going to give it, give a State of the Union monthly and make it a 15-minute thing and put it on YouTube yeah. and, you know... Mm-hmm. They take, take your iPhone out, set it down in your garage, light a cigar, hey, <laughs> tell Trump, us what's going Mark on. Good, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay,
0: com um, <clears throat> would sponsor the president with his own iPhone for the express purpose of. Yeah. I don't know. I'd even
1: give him a cigar or a glass of <laughs> I don't of think he smokes anything. I don't think he does or either. I'd anything. give him an orange juice or something if he wanted it. Um, what's he but... like? Coke? Is it Coke that maybe, he likes? Maybe, Maybe. He doesn't like the Coke brothers, but. <laughs> but he likes but he likes coke so which is which unlike Bill Clinton who liked weed yeah. <laughs> but we're getting really there's off There's a lot of things <laughs> that Bill Clinton liked or, or likes yeah
0: yeah anyhow. I've even heard that Obama liked some things that mm. we wouldn't want necessarily to have oh, dead
1: little, little blow I have a horrible Obama impersonation I'm not even going to try <laughs> I'm really impressed by Ben Shapiro though. So he's he's got He's, he's pretty good at impersonations. Uh-huh. Anyway, so sticking on the State of the Union, because we probably should. Um, so we definitely talked about the address itself, you know, if it's good or bad. I was, um, now, I, I can say I wouldn't have listened to the whole thing if I had something else to do, but I was mm-hmm. doing some housework. My wife was with the baby, um, nursing the baby and might have even fallen asleep. So I'm like doing kitchen work. It's like, well, I got nothing better to do than listen to the State of the Union, um, so I listened to the whole thing, and I have to admit that it was done in a way that stirred my heart, made me glad to be an American, um, but because I'm kind of a business guy and I appreciate mar- appreciate and hate marketing kind of at the same time, I could see through with a lot of stuff that was, okay, yeah, that's just marketing, that's just yeah. marketing, And I, but everybody likes marketing. I'm glad this is a pretty cigar, I'm glad it has a nice... Nice band. Presidential band. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm glad that, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I like marketing, but at the same time you see through some of it and it's like this is either a good cigar or it's not. So what he was saying was either true or it's not. Mm-hmm. So seeing some of the, the frou frou you know, stuff that he had to, to put on. Um, but it moved it moved me. I was I was glad to be an American. I was mostly glad to be a conservative. <clears throat> um, which I think I would put that label on myself. Um, generally speaking. We have to make it simple and do these
0: personalized <laughs> stories and things like that. I like to think more and speak more in terms of of uh, um, overarching ideas, you know, uh, ra- rather than bring it down. Because this person suffered, we have to do something. I don't like those types of things. I like to say, because we as a whole will benefit because of these policies and this is how. I kind of like to
1: keep it on that level. But. Um, I, I understand that, and I like talking about policy too because they don't want to get caught up in a in one story that might be an exception. Well, every story could be an yeah, exception. Yeah, every story could be could be an exception. So so I definitely um, I definitely agree with you there, but I do also think that in general, people that I would like and support aren't good at marketing <clears throat> because I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but it's our podcast, so I'll just say what I think if I get it wrong I'll correct it later. It does seem like the Democrats just everything's an emergency, everything's urgent, everything's the end of the world. Oh, and now I'm crying because this person, oh, look at what happened to them. And it's like, and I, unfortunately, that might get to some people. Mm. I, I'd like to think, in general, the American people are smart enough to see past that. Um, I think, I, I, you know, I mean, it catches me sometimes. I mean, there's stories that, you know, make me tear up. But I'm like, yeah, I feel bad for the person, but that's it still doesn't make the policy bad that caused that, per, you know... You could, Because yep. when you're speaking of general policies, yes, you could have a one-person yeah. exception to it. And I, I hope that's not too general. I hope it makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, in the, in the real world, people understand the idea of personal responsibility, too. I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and it's not fair to say, well, that person could have, should have, would have done something different, then things would have been different. But sometimes that's the reality, you know? I mean, like, when we're telling sob stories... I mean, some of the stories last night, you know, like somebody getting murdered or whatever, that's bad. That's just yeah. bad. But, you know, um, a lot of times just because, and in, in general, if we're just using personal anecdotes or personal stories, just because something bad happened to somebody doesn't always mean that there's a flaw in the system. Maybe they did something bad to deserve something bad. Or sometimes... Um, you know, like well, we already said they're just an exception. They're yeah. one, the one person that got damaged by something. Well,
1: well I, I remember years ago my my pastor saying to me, you know, you know something something bad happened not at our church but at some other church and it was probably involving maybe maybe a, a child and so everybody always gets oh wow, well, well what well we need it we need to pass a new policy we needed we need to fix this we need to fix that fix that and he's like. Uh, the pastor's like our policies are fine. Our policies are in place. Bad people, bad people do bad, do bad things, yep. Yep. and you know it's good to occasionally look at your policies, but it doesn't mean that we need a new policy just because somebody yeah. bad did something bad. Mm-hmm. And I also want to comment though on uh, solving problems versus policy. And you made me think of it when you were saying you like to talk policy. Um, but we're gonna do a we're gonna do our first cigar update before we get into that, <clears throat> and. um so, I'm, uh, I'm going to say I'm getting, getting an earthy coffee. Just a hint of sweet. And if I didn't mention it earlier, I think I forgot. This is all Dominican with the exception of the wrappers, African Cameroon. And um, I, the Cameroon, what I, what I think in general, tend to make it maybe a little less powerful smoke and maybe just a touch sweeter. So, that's what I'm expecting. But I'm barely getting the sweet. I am getting a hint of it. Um, not as much as I would like, and not as much as I think you're tasting. And my ash fell off at about <clears throat> oh inch and a half just a couple minutes ago. So, mm-hmm. so there's my report. <clears throat> I've got I've got the uh, the sweet still happening. It is a
0: little bit more subtle, starting to sink down into like the the coffee taste, which is which I like. Toast. Um, I'm getting a little. Toast. I was just gonna say toast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh good. man, you stole my Sorry. toast! Thunder. It's good toast too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, getting toast and uh, um, let me let me take a little puff here, a little on air puff there. Yeah, because there's something else.
1: Mm, can't find it yet. Maybe we'll find okay. it by next time. Maybe we'll get it the next time. My last two puffs were a little sweeter too, which is which is good. I'm having hope. So. There's for cigar update. Okay, so <clears throat> solving problems versus policy. Maybe stone fruit, some kind of stone oh. fruit. Okay, anyway, all right. I see. We'll, we'll dig around for that in our in our brain and palate here in the There's next. Apricot time. jelly on my toast. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more of a <laughs> cherry marmalade. <laughs> um, somebody really smart. I listened to four or five po- different podcasts, you know, at, at different times and it could have been andrew claven it might have been somebody like mark levin but they were talking about the fact that americans in general <clears throat> democrats or republicans and, and i think this is accurate um uh so i would i would like i would like your input and listeners input um as well <clears throat> but that we tend to be a oh there's a problem yo there's a pro-, or there's a problem yo i'll solve it you know instead of this is good policy <clears throat> Regardless if there's a problem or not, and that is a little bit of a shift in our culture over the last what two hundred years or so. When I mean you know the the founders for sure, they were all about general policies that cover everybody. And I was like, oh well, there's this problem, and we don't think so. Generally, we don't think policy. We think how can we fix that thing? Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think about that? I think (laughs) that that is a that that mindset
0: is is really a major flaw in our culture as a whole because we see it we see it not only in politics we see it like in medicine too rather than look at what is the systemic problem that's causing this symptom we just want to get rid of the symptom you know and and it causes us problems down the road. Every time you think like that, it's gonna cause you problems down the road. If you just wanna like make something look better or make something feel better, rather than fix the underlying issue that's causing the symptom, yeah. it's always gonna just kick the can down the road and make the problem worse tomorrow than it was today. So I think it's a I think it's a something that we need to start thinking about. And I think, you know I think it's possible that our founding fathers had a better grasp of reality and of human nature and of, and of the mechanics of human relations than we do today. I think we've had such prosperity for so long as a result of their wisdom. And maybe God's blessing has something to do with that too. But like, I think we've had such prosperity that we've gotten out of touch of the of and the realities of human nature and it's just how kind of sick the human heart is. And so we think that little band-aids and, like, little rules are going to fix things when we're not really allowing the space necessary for real human sort of hearts and wills and minds
1: and nature to be part of the factors that we're talking about. So Well, and I, and I wonder, now, now that you say that, I, it doesn't seem like I've said anything Christian for a long time on the podcast. I've been focused on politics. but But I wonder if, like, if my heart at its worst moments tends to do that and say and I'm I'm thinking about my family relationship, particularly me and my wife. It's like if I'm ever like I wanna make a rule, instead of just like don't, you know, hang your hang your dish rag on that hook instead of leaving it on the sink. It's like, where does your dish rag go? Well, it goes on the hook. Well, you didn't put it on the hook. Well, okay, I forgot to put it on the hook. Well, if it goes there, put it there. Follow you know, follow the rule instead of leaving enough space to have a relationship with somebody that's Imperfect, and you know, realizing my own imperfections, and just don't get angry at it. And so, you know, that you know, seems like seems like it applies. So, kind of looking at my own heart, wondering if I need to kind of work on <clears throat> work on some of that a bit. But uh, but I but I do like talking about policy that applies to everybody equally. Doesn't matter if you're Latino. Doesn't matter if you're black. If you're an American citizen, it applies to you. I not everybody, but to American citizens, <coughs> um, equally. So, yeah, keeping the
0: goals in mind, you know, like what are we? What exactly are we trying to protect?
1: Yeah, what, what, what are what we what do trying you want? to build? Yeah, exactly, <coughs> exactly. So, um, well, okay. Well, uh, anything else to say about the State of the Union other than it gave me good, good. I was kind of I'm proud like I wanted to sing I'm proud to be an American and cry when it well, got over the thing I, like I
0: said I didn't see the whole thing, I didn't see the beginning and I didn't see the end I kind of plopped in for a little bit and and watched a little bit I did hear Trump say something that just um it was like it kind of was like a a a cheering moment you know where I was like yeah you know and that was when he talked about um, politicians living behind walls while the rest of the working public is un- basically unprotected. And, and man, I just feel like, and I know, you know, Trump was kind of born into, can I say a bad word, he, a privileged life. I mean, he's had opportunities that I've not had before, you know, um, and he's done well. He's been in circles that, you know, are higher, like a higher econ- socioeconomic level than me. That's fine. But I feel like he has a connection with how the world works, like the working people of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, to have a president that comes from, that's a self-made man, more or less, mm-hmm. is, to me, just like, it makes me proud, yeah. Because um, we've had so many for so long that we're just lifelong politicians, and they're so out of touch with real, like, factory workers and real estate agents and <laughs> construction workers and, you know, the real working people. Well, and that's the heartbeat of America, so. Yeah,
1: who's the one? The coffee guy? I think he make maybe used to work for Starbucks that was gonna talk about running independent. I forgot his name. I know you mean. Yeah, so so that guy. <clears throat> Schultz when I, is it Schultz? I, I can't Schultz, remember. Maybe I, I don't know. if I Swam If I, I Swami Sammy, Samsonite? I don't know. Anyway, that dude. Everybody knows who it is. If you don't, <laughs> Google it or whatever. Or I mean yeah, yeah. bing bing <laughs> or whatever. Um, but when I hear him talk, like he says some things that, that are like well yeah, duh. That that makes sense. Like he's like, you know, I came from the I came from a poor family, you know, the wrong side of the track. I worked hard and made made lots of money. That's that's the American story. Come on, don't don't hate me because I have a lot of money. Do what I did, you know. It's that opportunity's out there. Yeah, they were
0: giving him a lot of crap because he was rich. Yeah,
1: come on, you got to have people win or else nobody wins. (laughs) Yeah, it's and it's like you know some of that. And when I look at Trump, and and here's as you were talking about him, I thought even if he, I, I don't know his story. I don't know. I don't think he started poor, but even if he started rich, the fact of the matter is working hard and be and, and either taking the loss or taking the success and then still working hard to get to the next next loss or success that is that's the same thing across the board whether you're making 10 grand a year or 10 million a year or 10 billion a year it's the same thing yeah. it's just more zeros behind the yeah. dollars you got to do what you got to do you make it happen you figure it out mm-hmm. buy low sell high whatever it's not you know mm-hmm. <laughs> economics isn't that complicated nobody gets a free ride Right. Nobody gets a free ride. When I I don't want to argue with that. Some people do. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help some people. I'm gonna go out there and make some money and help. I'm gonna help my family. Some of them might get a little bit of a free ride. My neighbor, the the crippled guy yeah. down the street, he might get a little bit of a free ride. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it's, but I, that's different. That's different. That's, that's not what we're talking right. about. That we're ta- that's charity, which is a different topic other than yeah. getting out there and making so. My point was whether you're because they're paying a price too. Right. Whether that. you start out with ten million or not, hard work mm-hmm. and success is the same. It doesn't right. matter what level you start at, and that's 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 the point I, I wanted to make there. So, um, let's see. So, this, this this might be it's a little bit old news, but it but it's but I want to bring it up to talk about it. Some some I can't remember who, but some folks have been saying that we need to see Trump's. Tax returns, like for the last ten years, and um, I was thinking, it's like okay, uh, that's first of all, the tax system in and of itself is the, you know we could we could go into that and talk forever. Yeah, but but a successful businessman is going to do everything he can and, and to to be successful and pr- assume try to do most of it legally because you don't you don't want to get in trouble. You when I mean, you're making ten ten billion dollars. You you don't want to get in trouble and go to prison. you got a lot to lose. Right. you got a lot to lose. So, imagine if he turned over his tax returns and a whole bunch of liberal lawyers and liberal media people all start just combing through him. They're going to try to find any little thing. What do you think the
0: Mueller investigation is? Oh, geez. (laughs) That's what it is. Same exact exact
1: thing. You're right. But but here's here's the twist, though. And I kind of don't want to say this because then this is like telling the government they can come after everybody, but I... If, if they get Trump's, then I want to see Pelosi's and Feinstein's. You know? I mean, I could probably pick five or six other people who I want to see, too. So,
0: okay, I, there's so many different ways to think about this. I want to think about it in the financial aspect first, and then, and then the, the idea of it. Okay. So, the financial aspect of this. Do, does anybody know—I think about this every day. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know how much money we have spent with this Mueller investigation? I mean, our tax money the is going down that. the drain, yeah, it and it's and for what? Because they have a personal vendetta against Trump because he's not in their club. Yeah. That's the only reason. Now, if Hillary was in, in the office right now, there wouldn't be this stuff, and she's got ten times more crimes. I mean, more more crimes? I don't even know if Donald Trump has knowingly ever done anything Yeah, with. A straight-laced of a guy. He doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't... Yeah. I mean, he likes women, but come on. Um, he... I, we have wasted so much money. To open – to start a precedent where any political figure, we have got to look back on their whole life and see if they have ever not crossed a T or dotted an I is a complete and total waste, waste, right. yeah. waste of money. If they want to do research, oppo research, then they need to do it during the campaign. And you and yeah. you can't tell yeah. me that they didn't spend billions right. doing it already before the campaign and they couldn't find anything, so now they're using our money to do it with, right.
1: which is wrong. Yes, exactly. Now, exactly. I'm, I, I, let me <laughs> let me comment. Oh <laughs> okay. God, I'm the bits. Right. That that's the big. thing. I have more to say, but yeah, that's that. a, he's already been elected. You know, yeah. it's like you know, if we don't have the information, you know, fine. You know, but if you don't, can't don't, find yeah. anything in two years, yeah. of hard spend reason. your money, not mine. That yeah. was that was the big thing I wanted to say. Now I want to get you. Uh, I wanna to go to the other thing, but I think this this more applies to this, so I'm okay. gonna say this too. If if it was even appropriate, which it just isn't appropriate, to ask for for anyone's, you know, go back ten years just because he's president, but he's been president for two years. Pelosi, Feinstein, and insert five or six others, if I'd think really hard on it, I could yeah. probably decades they've been on. That. Decades. <laughs> so the chances, there's a far, far greater chance that they have done something Incorrect or, or wrong or intentionally than, than Trump's I mean yeah. accidentally he could have done anything but even even then I mean it was he wasn't president these people have been using their power I mean I don't know if they have, but they could have he, been yeah. using their power for 40 years and, and look at another
0: another aspect is their wealth, these career politicians' wealth has exponentially like increased as they've been public servants. Trump's wealth has <laughs> diminished considerably <laughs> since he's been in public office. Yeah. What's that say? It
1: says a lot. He's not even taking... Is he even taking an in- No, income? he donates a salary. That's what I thought. That's, what I thought.
0: That's um, what I thought. But
1: one, just one other thing.
0: Yeah. A person like Trump doesn't sit in, a, in his own office and do his own taxes. Yeah. He hires attorneys and accountants and tax professionals to do that for him. Like, they, what do they think? He's just, like, making back background deals and taking the I mean like he hires people to do that for him because he doesn't want to get in trouble yeah and we have a whole bureaucracy <laughs> called the IRS that's supposed to look at people's taxes and make yeah, sure that why, not why does cheap. he
1: need to turn them in somebody else are, the IRS are, already it's already, saw yeah, every, it's already been reviewed yeah I it's already been reviewed and audited every year I'm sure Yeah. I mean when you're making that much money they're mm-hmm. probably hitting you a little bit harder than they are but some of us I think what we would find is that he pays a lot in taxes yeah yeah
0: <laughs> oh mm-hmm. What a Anyways, joke! So they're, they're so desperate to find something.
1: They are, and they're charging Th- people with they.
0: process crimes and trying to trick people to lie, so they think they can get them to testify against the president.
1: It's it's bad news. It's just all around bad news. It is. It is jeepers. Um, so let's talk about talk about Oof, Don Carlos instead of um, Donald. Donald Carlos instead of Donald Trump, Trumpos. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just lost my ash right as you said that. Finally, oh, you, yours is quite hung on quite a bit longer. Than mine burns go burns great. We yeah, sometimes we good. don't talk about the burn. Burns good. Mine was a smidge tight at the beginning. Mm. Nothing I'd complain about, but it's loosened up yep. as we've continued smoking. And uh, um, I'm liking what I'm getting. There's this, there's a hint hint of spice. Um, I should mention it's been really smooth the whole time. It's actually smooth. It's probably a little smoother now than it was in the beginning. Yep. Even though there's a little bit of spice in the back of my throat. Sometimes people get confused. You get a lot of spice. They think that's not smooth. Yeah. There, There is a spicy quality, a burning quality to tobacco that hasn't been aged very long. But that's different than the spiciness that comes naturally um you know, from the from the tobacco, but I'm getting just a hint of spice. the 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 earthy coffee is really settling in. This has been super consistent. It's not overly oily. I love oily cigars. There's there's a little, and I'm liking it. There's enough, I think. Yeah, there's enough. It's definitely not dry. Um, and uh, I'm I'm still reaching for the sweet. I'm getting hints of it, um, but. Because I'm liking the kind of coffee earth I'm getting, I'm kind of settling into. It's it's okay. I'm still wanting a little more sweet, but mm-hmm. but I'm I'm enjoying what I'm getting. And the retrohale, a uh, light retrohale doesn't burn my nose, and I get a little sweet in the back of my throat when I retrohale. So yeah. So how about you? Very smooth. I, the sweet's
0: hanging in there for me. I, it's pretty sweet to me. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting a little. I, I kind of got to look for the spice, but now that you mention it, I am I am tasting a little bit. I wasn't before you said something, but that's just it's the way it is sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really settling in. It's so mild. It's smooth. Smooth, mild, smooth, smooth, not mild, not
1: mild, yeah. And uh, I'm I I always enjoy a smooth cigar. Well, let, let me say this too. You know the difference between sweet bread versus sweet fruit. Um, this is this is definitely more of a of a toasty bready yeah. sweet, which is which is a little harder yep. for me to notice. The 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 fruity sweet is a, is a, always a little easier to detect. Um, and cigars. And I always expect Dominicans to be a hint sweeter. Um, and this is, there's a lot of Dominican, well, the, all the fillers Dominican in this. But, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Someday hey. we should go on a trip to the Dominican, like a tobacco tour. We should. It would be fun. It would be Tax fun. Tax right off. We're talking about taxes. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. It'd be awesome. Well, and this would be definitely... Where's the remote Dominican? <clears throat> Let's see, what are the... Are the... Is Ashton Dominican or is Ashton Nicaragua? There's, there's, we could definitely figure out where we should go. That'd be um, fun. So it, it would be. So maybe when we start making some money on, yeah. on the podcast. Yep. We'll hope to do someday. that someday. But thank you for listening. Either way, we're going to give you good quality regardless because we enjoy cigars and we enjoy talking about um, the stuff that's going on in our world. So, um, Let's talk about the wall a little. Get into that NEA thing. Uh, and I'll, I'll start, because the Washington Post had a. I mean, This may not be a direct quote, but it was a headline, and this is close to a quote of the headline. Um, the National Emergencies Act was never meant for something like Trump's. Oh, geez. Okay. First of all, if the National Emergencies Act is in print... And he does what he's supposed to do according to what's in print. It doesn't matter if it was meant for something like Trump's wall. He will be doing it right. Now, I'm not, I don't really know if I like the National Emergencies Act, but it's been initiated like 50 times. Since every, president been, has, every president has initiated Every president has ignition, And some of them are like 10 or so are still, I, I don't know the number, but there's yeah. some still in effect. I think they have to be like renewed every year mm-hmm. or something. But it's like, it doesn't, when people say it wasn't meant for that, well, okay. So what? It wasn't meant for that. Is he? Is Yeah. It, what is was it, it meant for then? Yeah, but but even if it's not, if it's if he's following it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Is my point? I mean, well, anybody could say, well, it wasn't meant for that. Well, ha- okay, it doesn't matter. The law is well, there; the it's president. written a certain way. Yeah. He's the president. Is he? Yeah. If he's doing it right, following the letter of the law, who cares what? Yeah. He's I mean, the way that um,
0: Bush Jr. and Obama used it, and I. I, I hate to even say that because I I'm, I can't remember the specifics of how they mm-hmm. used it. But I remember um, them doing these national declarations of emergency for stuff that I thought was just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, advancing of this, like, New World Order agenda junk that yeah. he's using it to protect our country and us. And yeah. they used it to, like, make us better world people or whatever. I, see, Yeah, I think that's a joke. The headline is a joke.
1: Yeah, I think it is too. And and you know, I may have problems with the National Emergencies Act, but whether he chooses to use it or not, if he does it, he'll do it right. He'll do it according to the letter of the law, regardless of what it was meant for. Um, And we don't need to talk about whether I had problems with it. If we wanted to do that on another show, we might. But Mm -hmm. but I think but it does seem like it would be completely legit for him to do it. Um, When was it enacted? You know. Oh, I I actually pulled it up and was reading some of it and I I can't remember when it was enacted. It, it was a long time ago cuz it's been done like 50 times by multiple presidents, so it's been yeah, been in existence for a long while. So uh but and gosh, when is the date? Are we at the date? Is it now? When when is the when is the government going to shut down again? we were 10 days, I think. 10 days from the from the speech, I, I think Trump
0: said last night that they have ten days to hmm. get the government going again or something. So maybe we're down to nine now. A or... week can a week can change? Can we say a week can
1: change? Yeah, we're we're close. The interesting thing, I gosh, I want I want to talk about why blackface is offensive at some point, but but let's but I want to stick on this for just a second because there's a, I want to talk about him as a negotiator because Trump freaking he surprises me. Um, I, I'm convinced after two years that he's a good negotiator because I don't know four or five times in the last two years I'm like oh that sucked you idiot that, don't do that ah, you took the bait and then a week later I'm like dang it you, okay fine yeah the guy's <laughs> a stinking genius he, he is and he's the. it scares me that he seems to constantly be changing and rolling with things but I think that's part of the art of his negotiating dude you know <laughs> damn Dan bongino i'm I am increasingly a fan
0: of Dan bongino. Mm-hmm. I think if you're not listening to him, you're missing out because the guy is brilliant but he he said something uh he quoted an old saying uh, uh like the devil's best trick is to get you to think that he doesn't exist yeah. and he he mentioned the fact that Trump's biggest best trick that he's that he's got in his tool belt or whatever is. That he keeps all these d- naysayers thinking that he's an idiot. Yeah. They think
1: that he's an idiot, and then, and he, well, they sh- play right into his hands every time. Well, and I'm most, amazing. And I mostly think he's done some good things, but I still think he's an idiot, and he gets me. And it's like, come on, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of supporting you, and you're getting me. <laughs> so it so it is it is funny to me. It's, he's a genius. And when I when I look at this, and, and you know, I thought, okay, you caved. You you opened up the government, but he's opening up the government, so he's looking like the good guy, and he's saying, "Hey guys, he put it on them." Yeah, it's not. This isn't yeah. really the president's job. It's your job. Fix it. See, he, <laughs> and you know what? That's not. That's not a Democrat or a Republican yeah. thing. He. Yeah. That's a both. Mm-hmm. They both need to fix it.
0: the The genius thing was is that the first shutdown, he literally said, like straight up, "I'll take the mantle on this. This uh-huh. is me." I'm gonna do this, and I'll take the responsibility for it. So I therefore, thought that was
1: stupid to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it may have been. Although I think he was saying, "Hey, look, I'm not gonna compromise on what I yeah. said I was gonna do," yeah. um, which is what I think the, his constituents wanted him to do. Um, but now that he's opened it, he's put it squarely on them. They yeah. own this now. The Democrats are gonna own this shutdown if it happens again. And yeah, it's on them. It's square on them. It is well, and, it, and by taking it on himself the first time. Makes this now
1: this transfer,
0: I think, even stronger. Well,
1: know. and here's the thing, too. I mean, he is he is a Republican, but it's not just on the Democrats. It's also on because he's <coughs> pushing the legislative branch. Right. I mean, he didn't put he didn't say it that way. You know, he's he's putting some he's saying it politically, putting the pressure on the Democrats. But really, the yeah. whole legislative branch it's their responsibility to fix this, not his. And I don't know if anyone's told him or if he already knows that it really isn't his job. To fix it, it's theirs to pass the law to fix it, and so it's gosh, it's just it's looking smart. He's looking smarter and smarter as he goes. so maybe I'm just a bad negotiator, but maybe, maybe that's it. I don't, I don't do, know. Do you think he'll have trouble being reelected? Um, heard a lot of people. I, I think it will depend. I know. I, I will say I know because it's a podcast. It's more fun if you actually stand firm. <laughs> I know. It will be easy for him to get elected unless the Democrats run um, run the right candidate. I think if they're if they're too um, if they're too crazy, if they're too extremist, um, I, I think it'll it'll be a huge wash in his favor. I think he'll win. I think he'll win. It, it, we've talked before about how it's kind of city versus rural is a little bit of the split. But the winning vote might be suburbia. And I think if, if the Democrats run the wrong candidate, suburbia, suburban America will vote Trump all the way. If they run somebody, I don't want to put too much money on this, like maybe a Biden, but somebody that's less radical, then it becomes a little tougher. Yeah, And um, I definitely wouldn't put a very large sum of money on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's um, well, they play dirty. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean Trump's slippery, but they're dirty. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing, though. I think the the thing that I hope doesn't happen, but I think has the potential to happen, is when some Democrats pretend to be moderate, and they're not. Not that I necessarily think moderate is good. I'm in, in this case, I'm saying moderate is a good thing, but they're but they're pretending to be a little more pro-American, a little more in favor of you know. Jobs and, and, and the things supporting everybody in America and not identity politics, not you know, all, all the other radical things. Mm-hmm. When they pretend to be that and then they turn and and are terribly radical. Yeah. Um, so it, it depends who runs against him. Yeah. You know. So keep Dinesh D'Souza close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Close yeah. You yeah, So because yeah, and it just what it's like is every Democrat in like in the world like announcing their presidential run by the way you
0: know i saw a headline this morning that said that the field was not as wide as they thought i think that they're trying to focus some of that attention because they were they were so dissipated sort of like diluted with so many candidates because that's going to be a downfall if they have too many candidates yeah um
1: i think that they're trying to pull it together a little bit and try to figure out who their best one's going to be i I wondered and if they're if they're just thinking, oh, I'm going to get all these people to run, and then they're gonna, as, as it always does, then then whoever's they're gonna say, oh, okay, you know what? I really think all of my supporters should follow this person, and then the other person will, be, oh, all my supporters, I'm going to endorse this person. I wonder if it's going to be twenty different Democrats running, and then fifteen of them are going to say, oh, you know, endorse. That's kind of the way it works sometimes. It, it is the way it works, but it's yeah, I I don't know. We'll we'll see we'll see. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I hope they run another, another Hillary. Yeah, I, I want her to run again. Gosh, or Oprah? It'd be too easy. Oprah would. <laughs> Oprah would be the biggest mistake the Democrats <laughs> would make. The best for us, because oh man, gosh, I, I don't know. Somebody I listened to said this, and I this is completely true, and and I love it, and I love what they said. If somebody, Oprah is mostly uh, appears clean, a, a good person, even though she's on the on the other side. Yeah. You throw a little bit of mud at her and it sticks and you see it. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with her color, her race. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. but because she's clean. Donald yeah. Trump is in essence kind of already so muddy, it doesn't matter what yeah. they throw at him, you don't see mud. Right. And so, you know, it she it would be a mistake because she I think she would better I don't want to give advice to the other side, but she would better serve her party from from the inside. I think not, you're right. Not not running. I think you're right. Well, and I wonder, too,
0: I mean, a lot is going—I think, I think personally, this is my opinion, um, that a lot's going to change in the next year or so because I really believe that once the Mueller investigation issues their report and they're done, mm-hmm. which I read this morning they're thinking a month, month and a half. Of course, I think we've probably heard that before, but mm-hmm. um, once that's over, I think the, de- the Democrats are desperate to keep it going. Because I think once it's over and Trump can say, "Listen, we did this for two and a half years. Yeah. We're done with this." I think that's when he is going to, um, when he is going to unleash the power of the government against the crimes that the Democrats have committed, mm-hmm. things that they've hidden, and the and it go the rabbit hole is the gloves, gloves are off. The now. gloves are because yeah. if he's that been exonerated, the yeah. gloves are going to come completely mm-hmm. off. Hmm. And they, I believe, are desperate to keep it going and keep it going. I mean, look, man. Have we ever seen anything like this before? This investigation, anyway. Um, once it's over, they didn't do. They I think. Do it I think the
1: Democrat Dick Party's going to be destroyed. Yeah, they didn't even do it to Reagan, did they? Because Reagan would have been the one that they probably could have done it to. Um, but um, well, <sighs> yep. we're definitely we're ready for an update, and I'm actually just at the last three puffs. Um, been it, things have been changing a little bit, um, and I think it might have been because I. I let you talk a little, and I started drawing a little more, maybe a little, and I'm actually probably smoking a tad faster than you anyway, oh, but the more I draw, I think I'm getting, when I draw a little, um, a little harder, a little longer, maybe even a little less of a gap between draws, I'm getting more sweet, and I'm getting... Um, and, and it's like a sweet bread toastiness, maybe mm-hmm. maybe not, but I'm not sure about the nut yet because it's just starting to change. Mm-hmm. As I was looking at the clock for our update, um, but it's everything else is still there. It's just adding that to it. Um, so, so how about you? Yeah, I think it's it's sitting down
0: and settling in, <clears throat> and things are kind of smoothing together. Uh, I'm I'm getting that like almost like a dark muffin, sort of baked bread sweetness still Mm. and uh yeah i mean just just for because like we're we're in our last 15 minutes or so I'd, i'd like to take a
1: look at the suggested notes you know before before we look at it i gotta say amaretto amaretto okay yeah, yeah, yeah i'm getting it in the retro hail that's what i would say so it's yeah. that almond amaretto yeah, yeah. the, the nutty sweet was it yeah. there's a little more sweet so yeah go yeah. ahead so it having read. looked at it says
0: it delivers flavors of nuttiness and i was like i ah. think i think that everything else that it described i got except for the nuttiness but it's there it's just kind of subtle yeah almost like a hazelnut or
1: like you said like a sweet almond or something and i, I want to comment on it says black pepper as well in the description there and I forget when I think exactly. of pepper, I think of picante, the hot the yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the, the spice of the pepper. I don't think of the flavor of pepper, and I forget that because black the flavor of black pepper is different than the yeah. spice of and black it's pepper. definitely there. oh, yeah, black pepper's definitely there, and it's been there the whole time I just yeah. I just didn't didn't put my finger on it because I was getting that coffee earth, but coffee earth pepper, mm yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's been the funnest update for me. That that's that that slight transition, or it's either transition or I'm getting smarter and right. picking out the, <laughs> the flavors that were there already. So Cad- cadence really does change, though. Changes uh, the way a cigar tastes. It it does. It does. And uh, so this this could take to the end, but I just want to ask, and you know. I, I'm not going to be nervous, but I want to talk about the fact that I feel like I should be nervous even talking about this. Because we're in a culture where some people just hate. Because I'm white, I'm not allowed to talk about stuff. I'm not allowed to say, I don't get why blackface is offensive. I don't get why, you, you know, doing some things. And so what if it's offensive? Sometimes I say, so what if it's offensive? But if you're saying it's, it's racist and it shouldn't be done, I'm like, oh, you know, if some people got upset, I might care that they're upset. But so, so What? Um, and people just point at me and say, "Well, you're white. You don't get it." It's like, "Okay, I don't get it. Teach me. Tell me why." And what if I still disagree? You know, mm-hmm. if I still disagree, and I say, "No, no, I still don't. I still don't get it. I think you're. I think you're wrong. Maybe, maybe not. But I'm not sure why blackface is offensive." And can you? And I know a little bit of the history, but not a lot. Do you? Do you know generally why it's viewed as offensive? Well, I think if you look back, I mean, this. I
0: don't know why what they would say, but this okay. is what I'm going to assume. Okay, if you look back at like the, oh, I'm trying to think of when the period was, but like back in the days of like Judy Garland and uh, and uh, Bing Crosby and like okay. you know that the golden era of entertainment when they would do blackface, they there were definitely some like really heavy stereotypes with language and with body movement, and they would really accentuate like big you know they have like big white lips or red lips or whatever and like okay. and i think that probably in today's culture if you looked back at that you'd say oh that they were like hitting the stereotypes pretty hard and probably wouldn't be acceptable so i think that aspect of blackface um i don't know what i, I wouldn't even call it making fun of but they're just like you know um i i can see why some people think it was distasteful but it wasn't then i mean it was it, it wasn't <clears throat> Yeah, it wasn't
1: bad then. It was it was like something that people right liked, right. It, it was actually you know done except okay. So yeah. so I so I, I get that. Um, so and I do want to comment a little bit because stereotypes is what make make art interesting. See, you I use stereotypes yeah. in right. art because you get to say oh that stereotype. Yeah, I know what that represents. Yeah. And even in art, you can say that's bad. You can, you can say something is bad. You can say the way that person was treated is bad. Right. If you don't have the stereotype, then you can't convey that message. Mm-hmm. Um, and also sometimes it's funny.
0: I mean, it, yeah, sometimes yeah. It, when people, every comedian out there uses, uses funny patterns and stereotypes and things that are
1: contradictory to be funny. Is Richard Pryor still alive? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he is. He is. Gosh, I don't want him to come out and mm-hmm. do white face. I want him to come out and make his yeah. face white. And get People a, get a have a little, done it. Get a little red, reddish kind of comb over. Yeah, it's. Could funny. he do Trump? That'd be awesome. Richard oh Clark doing Trump. Oh gosh, I don't. think he I don't <laughs> think he died. Okay, I think he did a too. while ago. So I have to but, pick it. Kevin Hart. There we go. The thing is, like,
0: whenever <laughs> if somebody were to make a joke about the things I do, okay, like, uh-huh. like I speak at church once a week, I, I'm you know I'm out and about, and I I know I have funny things that I do. <laughs> somebody could stand up and do a caricature of me, and do all my mannerisms and like and make fun of the way I act. And if I'm humble enough, I can laugh because yeah, okay, that's funny. I do that. In fact, somebody the other day, I think I might have got myself a. A nickname because oh, no. I say dude a lot. Oh, okay. You know, dude, check this out or dude, whatever. And I'm like a, I'm approaching 40. I'm like a grown man and I still talk like I'm a teenager sometimes. And I, it's, you know, I'm okay if people laugh at the fact that I do that because it's some, it's a quirky
1: thing that I do. And I, you just but even, to, even if you weren't okay funny. with it, even if you weren't okay with it, it could still be funny. Yeah. And even if you weren't okay with it, then the person has to say, well, I, maybe I, I don't care what Joe thinks. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's you. You earn more respect though as a person or as a people group if you can let your let people right, laugh at you. Right, e- exactly, exactly. And so, um, but yeah, I, just, I guess I don't want don't need yeah. to go down the rabbit hole of some finding the right black comedian to do white face. But what,
0: what I think isn't fair is when you do something that's acceptable in your culture whether that's on a college campus or whether that's a nationwide culturally acceptable thing and then 20 or 30 years later somebody looks back and it's not acceptable anymore and they say look at you you were racist because you did this when i was in elementary school one year for a spring concert and i was like in fifth i think i was in fifth grade okay Mm -hmm. i my music teacher for our for our christmas or not christmas as a spring program our music teacher had me do blackface, and I did Willie Armstrong. Really, I, you know, okay. in the states, go, man. Oh, oh, you know okay, it was like fifth grade. I was like a little right. kid. Okay, and you know, they painted my face black, and I pretended to play the trumpet, and it was it was a fu- it was a funny thing. Mm-hmm. And but do I see this and be like, oh gosh, does somebody have a picture of that or a video? And like, my you know, my life's gonna get destroyed because a teacher had me do that. And what am I gonna say when I'm in
1: fifth grade? No, I don't want the solo part. Yeah. Let me say up front, and it's not fair. We're we're getting close to the end here. I don't like Northam, um, so y- you know yeah, my, I don't either. But this is, again, it's a thing. It's a standard. It's a policy thing. Regardless of if I like Northam or not, um, he I don't think he should apologized. I think he should have said, you know what, you you want me to apologize? Go back, get in a time machine, and go back and talk to that kid. Yeah. And ask him if he wants well, to apologize.
0: I think what we need you to know, understand... That was
1: 40 years ago.
0: I think what we need to understand, and we are getting close on time, but uh-uh. is that this isn't about him doing blackface. It is. This is about his it abortion is. comments. They yeah. needed to burn yeah. him publicly. Yeah, yeah, Because they made everybody look bad because he
1: actually told the truth about abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. That, <laughs> that is that is what it's really about. Um, but But it is horrible. I just, I think some, I want to, I want to see the first person who quits apologizing and just says... Just, you you know, saw him, Trump. Well, pretty pretty much. He okay. doesn't apologize for... I don't think he's apologized for anything. Um, <laughs> but I wonder, what if he... what. That was it. Sorry for hijacking Trump was the one in the hood next to Northam. <laughs> Dude, we don't need another four-year investigation to see if he was the guy in the hood. Oh. It doesn't matter, though, if he was the guy in the hood. He was, gotta, he was probably on the grassy knoll, too. Yeah, I mean. yeah, right. <laughs> he was the other gun. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> We could we could go pretty crazy with that, um, but but I, th- I think we covered it as best we could in the in the time yeah. we have. I, I'm gonna I want to wrap this cigar here, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take another draw. you don't have to start, but you can if you want.
0: <sighs> it's been
1: a good one. I, I mean I think the the
0: I think the last time we enjoyed this cigar was outside in the park this last summer. Is that right? Might have been. So <clears throat> it's a little bit different circumstances. We're in a chilly inside this year or this time. Um. So maybe that makes a difference. maybe the day, maybe what I'm having drinking a cup of coffee but I've, I like it a lot better this time than I did last time. Kind of remember it being a little bit of a but like a letdown last time, but this has been a I think it's it's uh lived up to its reputation
1: uh, i I think it has too and I don't have anything to add uh, flavor wise it, it was mostly consistent up to that point where I noticed that sweetness coming in that 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 amaretto coming in and i i want to i want to keep smoking and and finish this yeah. um it's a it's a good cigar and this one you know it's it's drawn great it's burned great it's performed wonderfully so uh, the arturo fuente don carlos in the Presidente size which is a double corona um we liked it i, I think i would definitely smoke this one yeah. again yeah so, i well um, there's a lot of other stuff we could talk about, but we'll save it till next week. And, um, we didn't even talk about Super Bowl at all, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's what okay. Talk, the, what, yeah. What's there to talk about? Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Yeah, if you watched it, you um. wasted your time. Anyway. If you thank- are listening
0: to the sound of our voice today, though, try to get five other people
1: that you know to listen to the show. Yeah, yeah. Tell them about us and, and uh, um, have them comment. Tell us if they like it or not. So, appreciate you listening to Doug and Joe Talk.